Brandt had a bit of space for himself. Brandt, and what a chance! It's finished by Mukoko! Of Dortmund masterwork. It is a piece of Meisterwerk! Adeyemi into the area, rounds the goalkeeper, and it's a one-man counter-attack! Coming straight back with Marlon! Hey, welcome back to the BBB Podcast. My name's Jake, joined as always by Carver. How's it going, man? How are you doing? Oh, it's good to be back, Jake. Didn't you miss this? Didn't you miss just the self-inducing heart attacks from watching this club? I, I sure as hell did. Let me tell you, I love this. I love spending my Saturdays <laughs> just <laughs> stress, yes, stress watching and, and just being angry, really. <laughs> I mean, just when you thought, just when you're feeling like we had a a good preseason, I know there's talk about the transfer window and did we do enough? Like maybe a little low key, a little quiet. But answers I, no. That that aside, that aside, I I will go back and we'll talk about this a little more when we get into the episode. But like it felt like a good preseason. We went undefeated. We had some good showings against Premier League clubs. Um, we had that big win in the Pokal, which we'll talk about. Um, and then yeah, you you think, man, we're we're ready. We're cruising. You know, the, the guys have a good attitude uh, coming out of last season, like everything you heard from preseason camps and interviews with media, like they're, it seemed like they're, they're focused, they're ready, they're ready to kick, kick in a high gear. And then, man, we are just right back. It's a good old classic Dortmund stressing us out. You, like, you can't ask for anything more. <laughs> nope. But I, I do love it. I do love it. Um, and we will apologize because we... Uh, weren't able to do an episode after the Pokal match, uh, but Bundesliga is back. We're officially back now, ready to go for the season. So, of course, we were gonna we're gonna touch on the Pokal a little bit. Um, I mean, we I think you you saw what happened that game, just easy cruising six one victory. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit. We're gonna recap Colne. Uh, we'll, we'll preview Bochum, uh, the match this weekend. Talk about a few other things, but first, um, shout out to everyone and thank you for participating in the contest. A big shout out to Official League, who hooked us up with some of their new line of Dortmund hats uh, for your chance to win uh, the hat of your choice. Uh, we did this contest. If you're just finding out about it, I'm sorry, but uh, maybe we'll we'll be able to partner with them in the future to do more contests. So big shout out to Official League for getting this set up but uh we should probably pull a winner so if you missed it we did a contest on uh twitter and instagram bonus entry through the podcast uh with ratings uh again for your chance to win one of these really cool uh officially licensed dortmund hats that are like kind of like exclusive there i mean we talked about the hats a lot we we post them on our instagram if you haven't seen them you should check them out uh at official league but we should probably give one away right now carver when when you are if you're ready let's let's do it because i know you've got everything figured out i to facilitate the contest <laughs> we've we yeah we had a lot of entries here um we'll we'll pick a winner and if the account for some reason i guess was a bot then we'll pick someone else because um obviously some of these are just <laughs> handles from social medias so who knows if they're real people but here we go maybe a little drum roll and editing who knows it is the BVB Cuba, the Dortmund a fan group from Cuba. Nice. 
I did. I did ask. Yeah, and I, I, I know. I, 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 I that's where my official, mind went. I put official league on the spot right now. I did ask, like, does it just need to be in the United States? Because they are a U.S. based company, which is uh, cool. And why we teamed up with them, and why it's so cool that they have these hats, because they're one of the only companies that to have uh, and work with Dortmund with the official license. So I said, no, they're, they're good to to ship. So shout out to BVB Cuba. Um, we will. I mean, if for some reason they listen to this episode before they check social media, hopefully uh, we're able to contact them through socials before they just listen to the podcast. But shout out to BBB Cuba. Yeah, congratulations. And awesome that you guys have a fan group over there. Thank you to everyone else who participated. That also left us a review as well. We got you all down here for the double entries, of course. Um, it's very kind of all of you. Again, engaging and listening with the show outside of the contest. Very cool. Um, but yeah, again, congrats to BBB Cuba. And if you did not if you are not bvb cuba and did not want a hat make sure you go check out official league uh, you can check out their hats their socials their website everything is linked in the description of this episode uh which we should get right to it do you want to start you want to talk about the pokal, pokal match a little bit like a quick brief recap or your your thoughts from that match yeah i'll touch on it briefly just because i really want to get to this cone game but it took us a bit to get really up and running and it Definitely took us the entire game to get up and running against Cone. So there's a little bit of a call for concern there, but you got to see some players get some minutes. Um, Hilaire get on the score sheet. Sabitzer get on the score sheet as well in his first competitive match. Um, again, against the lower division side, not even in the second division, but we're, we're through to the next round. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have much from this game either, except like I was... It's the kind of result you want to see in these matches that that can be a little trickier. I know Shopminds is, yeah, they're they're a small club, um, but it's just like you got the business done. There was obviously the goal that we conceded, which was just kind of comical. But besides that, it was just and, and like I mean, slow start. Once we started scoring, we were just rocking. Besides yeah. the, the comical hiccup, and I think that's just what you want to see. Like, you, um, Hilaire's header would just like such power and that like i feel like we've talked we talked a lot last season and maybe it was like trying to get things figured out with Hilaire and everything um but it just seemed like we're we weren't always playing through him or or to him so like that's what i want to see just put it on his head let the big man get up and and hammer it in so like that like that powerful header was like really exciting to to see that and then everyone else cracking too um yeah not much to say except like that's the performance you expect and you want to see given the opponent in the early round of the Pokal. So uh, nothing really negative about it except the slight, slight error. But besides that, we, we move. Yeah, and we ran the exact same system into this cone game, which was a bit surprising. Uh, so here we have a 4-2-3-1. Sabitzer and Chan as our double pivots. A back line of Benzabaini, Hummels, Sule, Rierson. Kobel and goal, kind of all over the place with the order here, but then you have the attacking mids of Brant, Royce, and Mullen, and Hilaire being the sharp end of the attack. Brant on the wings. What do you think? I mean, that's under Favre, and uh, I think even Terzic's first spell, if I'm not wrong, that's whenever he was really struggling and the fan base was, at the time, it seemed like almost the majority of people were kind of settled on him, maybe um, playing elsewhere because he just wasn't really cutting it. And of course, he's completely you know rejuvenated his game entirely uh, since then. But I mean, I, we've said for a while now, you and I, Jake. I think he's just better through the middle. I mean, he's got the Modric glide to him. He can be that. I'm not going to say deep lying playmaker by any means, but he can play again just in the center a bit more. 
can drop a bit deeper if needed, because again, now we don't have a player like Dehoud or Bellingham to drive the ball forward. But now you have Brandt kind of on the wings, a little isolated, and you definitely got to see, you know, the uh, the problems with that system in this game, especially too with, you know, of course you don't have Adeyemi in this game, so that kind of throws a little bit of a wrench in, in what you're trying to run here. But we all kind of thought this system would be 4-1-4-1 going forward, which eventually we did switch to in the second half. But this uh, this 4-2-3-1 was just kind of setting us up for failure in this first half, to say the least. Yeah, on on Brandt, I don't love it on the wing. And I think, like you said, like through the middle, I think a player like him having those options and that space to move into where he can kind of just think and create on the fly, like uh just the options to go right and left and, and glide through like that's what he's really good at and, and picking out those passes and moving in the space and carrying this carrying the ball into those spaces almost like where he wants to go instead of being cut off like only having one direction to go pretty much or if it's cutting back and right and going straight down the middle and and that's what like with Adiyemi and Malin like we have such pacey wingers where it, it doesn't matter if they're limited on space because they can just bomb it down you know what I mean just truck right. it down the sideline and, and cut past people. I don't think Brant has that necessarily, but what he does have is, like you said, the gliding through, the cutting through, and and having those options. Um, and I think because the Adeyemi situation, like I think Adeyemi and Malin are the the starting wingers if we're in this oh, yeah. formation. And the real question is, is it's going to be Royce? Um, are you going to have Royce or Brant in there or Sabitzer? Like I think we might see those guys interchange throughout. Um, obviously, the the form of of Brandt last year, like you kind of want to see him starting. Um, although <laughs> I know we had different opinions from, uh, from Royce in, in Chicago, but I, I have liked Royce a lot. I think you see him playing a little more free and I don't know if it's the, the pressure coming off from the captaincy or, or if he just had a good preseason. Um, but I, I don't know who you start, like given a, a healthy Adeyemi and Mullen, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the solution, but yeah, I would like to see Brant through the middle more. I did notice too on this, uh, like seeing the formation, they, they were definitely shifting. And I mean, you see this a lot in just football now. Like we, we talk about it a lot as far as it's hard to even figure out what the lineup is when they're just like continually morphing throughout the match. Um, but it, it did look like a 4 4 2 on defense uh, with moving up and pressing and, and all those moving parts. When they chose to press, and then yeah, this four two three one in attack, um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens or if that changes when it, we have a healthy Adeyemi. Yeah, emphasis on when they chose to press, which is pretty rare, and even when they did, it looked pretty half-hearted, in my opinion. Um, I, I go with Brant to start over Royce. I, I think, I mean, just depending on the opponent, and of course, if Brant needs a rest, then I'll slot in Royce to be. Um, that rotation player in his potentially his final year, but I, th- I think it's just got to be that midfield trio of Chan as the as the deep lying six, and then Sabitzer and Brandt just above them in that four one four one with the wings we already talked about. But a few of the things I'm I've noticed here in the opening minutes, right off the bat, I mean I'm talking in the opening seconds of the game, you could see how much better Benzabaini is defensively than Guerrero. I mean the tracking back, uh, the intensity, his physicality. Uh, his his um his his ability to anticipate danger too, and it's just his instincts are just are just miles better. So, I mean, Benzabaini also had a good preseason. I know you mentioned that, and he definitely transitioned or translated, excuse me, into the opening game of the season, which is 
which is great to see. Um, Chan kind of at times dropped almost into a back three, I want to say, whenever Benzabaini pushes forward. Because um, again, there was a lot of space on that left-hand side when Benzabaini did push forward, even though, again, he did track back. It's just you still have to cover that space. And um, Cohn had, at least in the first half, they had 58% of their attacks coming from their right-hand side, our left-hand side. So something that Terzak definitely needs to keep in mind because they were just gutting us um, gutting us up, really, in their attacks. But And, and we'll get into the clone system in a second. But um, a bit more composed-looking than in recent years on the ball, those opening minutes. At least that's what I initially thought. I mean, usually, mm-hmm. at you know, in the past few years, Dortmund have been no stranger to conceding goals early on, sometimes, in, you know, from our own fault, whether it be in build-up play, whatever. But as the game goes on, I'm wondering, is that composure or is that just is that just complacency and, you know, little to no urgency on the ball? And it, it was just really slow play, actually. It looked pretty directionless, toothless, uh, didn't really know exactly what we were trying to go for uh, in terms of when we were trying to attack. Um, I mean, at least against against Mainz, we created chances. I don't really remember us creating many chances, definitely in the first uh, half. and. Of course, I mean, Terzic didn't have the best plan in terms of tactics in this game, but also you have to give credit to Cologne and Stefan Baumgart. I mean, we were just completely outclassed this game tactically. I mean, Stefan Baumgart is a, is a fantastic manager. He had them well-drilled. He had them organized, motivated, intense, had them playing in a very narrow system. Uh, so we just couldn't find any passes going through them. And once they won the ball, it was it was off to the races and just ripping us up in the counterattack. I mean, my God, the space between our back line at times and our midfield was was pretty appalling. And again, it's it's um, it's concerning that that is what we look like, given our last competitive game in the league against Mainz. And you see that utter disappointment of how we played. And now we're off uh, on this season looking not much better. So can it get better? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it, you could chalk it up as, as a one-off game and just players, you know, uh, trying to get the feel for themselves still in a competitive environment like this, but I don't think it should be understated, you know, just how uh, concerning that is, just how we played this, these 90 minutes, but I just wanted to touch on those opening minutes. Yeah. I, I, I thought the first 15 minutes, we looked really good and obviously con- controlling possession. Uh, I mean, we looked good but not dangerous uh we were moving the ball around decently i was like really impressed with benzabaini early on and then that continued throughout the match i i freaking love him i was very i wasn't extremely hyped when we signed him like i just thought i wanted to see something better but i think he's i i love him i very early on i love benzabaini um and i i'll admit that i was an idiot for not being as excited earlier but yeah I, I thought he's great he had i'm highest rating on on fop mob um playing 84 minutes with uh 89 ground duels one he had 10 recoveries 10 uh, recoveries yeah that like wow. you see him go forward like he i think some more work can be done moving forward but i also mm-hmm. think like we weren't overall the team wasn't that dangerous going forward obviously no, not so. exclusive to him but whatsoever i mean Malin made a handful of decent runs but there is no one to write home about in that attack whatsoever. But but the thing about seeing him go forward, 
but he's always back too. Like that's what stuck out more to me. Like you're seeing him get up the field. You're seeing him getting into dangerous positions or at least carrying the ball into a, a, a spot where he can cross it into a dangerous position. But he was back every single time. He's making tackles. Those recoveries, like we said, just very impressed with him, especially in those, those first 15 minutes where I was overall impressed. Uh, until you look at the like hindsight's twenty twenty, you you look what happens with the rest of the game. And you're like, oh, maybe that wasn't quite as good as what where I thought this was gonna go. Right. Um, because it just kind of continued to be like you you said like toothless. Like we just didn't do anything. I thought in the few like chances where we were had the opportunity to counter, we looked better, and maybe that that could have ended better if we had Adiyemi on the pitch. Um. Like yeah. we looked a little better in transition. We just didn't actually do that that much. And then us like in possession, just kind of like, like, I don't know, dinking the ball around and, and not really doing much. Granted, I mean, they, they were setting back and they had a lot of guys in the box on a lot of occasions. I even think like on one counter opportunity, like it was three on six, like how are you, what are you supposed to do in that situation? But yeah, not, not great. <laughs> yeah. We just, we let them get back and, and, very, very rare did we look dangerous during the run of play. I mean, our our areas of danger came from set pieces this game, which, uh, you know, stepping back for a second, crazy to think about given, you know, several months ago, this team was notorious for being complete dog shit at set pieces. I mean, we were, we were not scoring anything. I think it had been well over a calendar year since this club has scored a, a goal from a dead ball uh, before the turn of the calendar year. And now, which I think, if I'm not wrong, a lot of the credit from what I've read uh, goes to the assistant coach um, for Terzik. But again, yeah, it's a completely new team looking from from set plays. But yeah, when it actually comes to during open play, didn't really create much. I mean, when we did create much, it would be through the very quick switches of play. Like you saw when Brant was actually in the center, turns real quick with his body and and has like a very fast, quick diagonal pass all the way across the pitch for Malin whenever he switches uh, when he switched to play on the left, because initially he started on the right and made from, uh, some runs there. So again, whenever you have a team like Cologne that are playing very aggressive, very narrow, uh, sometimes sitting back, you need to stretch them out wide. And that's what we completely did the opposite for, for the majority of this match. Um, and you'd expect a, you know, a better reaction from Terzic to kind of figure that out. Um, and I'm, I'm no tactical genius by any means but you know you, you, you can see whenever we did kind of have those glimpses of, of space to work with it'd be from the quick switches of play so you'd expect us to kind of keep hammering that home but um yeah i mean it's pretty disappointing first half and and definitely a very second disappointing second half barring the very lucky goal but uh, no personnel changes at the half tears had a lot of work uh, to, uh cut out for him during that halftime i mean also getting hilaire more involved too i, I haven't touched on him yet but I mean, someone besides him, excuse me, someone besides Malin needs to make more runs off of Hilaire because that's where Malin and players like Adeyemi thrive, right? Finding that space around uh, Hilaire, playing off of him, using him as that target man, switching play more. I mean, Hilaire had 13 touches in the first half, which is, um, you know, again, he's, he's a player that's sometimes not going to get a lot of touches on the ball, which is fine. But 13 and considering how... uh ineffective the rest of the attackers looked it's 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 a little concerning yeah i mean when you have a like a a target man like that and when you are controlling possession um 
like you said, he might not, he's not going to get touches all the time, but you want to see us work through him. You want to see us get, get him the ball and us get into those positions, which, which didn't really happen. And even looking at like just overall, like not from the first half, I know we're kind of talking about the first half, but overall shot stats, when it, when you look at us versus them and who created the most dangerous opportunities, like 13 shots for us total, 11 for them. We had two on target to their four. So while we're control, I know possession isn't everything like from St. Louis and we don't play possession. No, <laughs> St. Louis city SC doesn't play possession. That's not what I'm, I'm looking at, but to, to allow them so many more, like more shots and especially shots, not, not more total, but more shots on target uh, just shows how kind of like sloppy we were and how we weren't taking the, the, the moments or the opportunity to, to be dangerous or, or even like, I don't know, scare them a little bit like we were right. just sitting around doing nothing with the ball and then when when they turned on us they were creating chances and that comes down to coaching right again pretty directionless i mean this first half you look at passes in our own half 176 passes in our own half as opposed to 80 from cologne that's less than half and they also had less than half passes uh excuse me less than uh, half of the passes they had for passes in the opposition's half as well and yet you know paper aside just watch the game look how much they ripped us up on the counter time and time again just waiting for those opportunities they didn't need a lot of the possession of the ball they had a direct clear game plan from their coach and you can't really say the same thing with Terzik for this game um you know players just kind of looked a little bit lost at what they were trying to do when they get into the attacking third or even hell towards the edge of the middle third so I mean, it was also just, it was too easy for Cologne to get into the dangerous areas in the second half too. I mean, they came out even more fierce, even more aggressive the second half and started to dominate possession in different spells in the second half. I mean, they had, in the first half, they had 30% possession. And then the second, 37. It's not that big of a jump, but again, paper aside, you just watch this game. I mean, there were spells where in our own stadium, they were completely outballing us. On and off the ball too, not just not just in possession. I mean, Clone were just were taking us to the cleaners, really. And uh, just before the hour mark, that's when we start to see some changes. Um, Sabitzer drops to the six. Chan comes off. Hilaire comes off. I thought I thought Adiemi was going to be unfit for this game, but I guess that's what... him and Sabitzer. But Sabitzer, well, him, I guess, was just we, late to the hotel, from what I read. But we saw uh, Jamie Vino Gittens sub on two. Yeah, and I thought I maybe. I've said it multiple times. I might not be the best podcast host when I just feel like I never have my stats in order or I'm like prepared at all. And I'm like, <laughs> then JVG's coming on. I'm like, I didn't even know he was healthy. I didn't. But cool. I'll take it. I didn't either. From every, everything we've read in the coming, the days before, the weeks before, it, it Adiyami and JVG looked like they were not going to be in the squad. Yeah. And I didn't watch this game live, so I I didn't know anything the day of or anything like that. But yeah, it just took me by surprise. I was like, wait, huh? Um. So yeah, obviously bringing on Eddie M, you're going to have a bit more pace to work with. Um, but he obviously with um, the injury he had and JBG too, they were still working themselves up to full fitness. So you can't, you know, heavily rely on them too much. But I mean, Cologne, again, just continued to hammer at us. Coble, if it weren't for Coble, man, <laughs> we haven't we haven't talked about him yet. <laughs> if it weren't for him, we would be we would be with zero points on this first match day. Let's we never talk let's about get that out of the way. We never talk about Coble enough. But just no. know, in in all the uh, all the 
not complaining, but in all the, the frustration when we're talking throughout the match, just know behind it, we're not completely losing our minds because behind it, Cobble's made some incredible saves to keep us in it. Yeah. I mean, time and time again, man. I mean, this keeper is class. I, I cannot stress it enough. I, it blows my mind still how little he is talked about outside of the Dortmund fan base. And we, and we mentioned this on the show before, but like, he is hands down one of the most underrated, if not the most underrated keeper in all of Europe. And it's super happy that he's also a player that wants to be here. You know, mm-hmm. we talked yeah. a handful of times about us getting some signings in the last two years of players that, you know, a core group of players that want to be here, not just players like Bellingham, you know, keep going down the list like Holland. These are players that actually want to, you know, invest into the project, and Kobel is one of those. So, yeah. Well, there's been like multiple occasions. I think another one, somewhat recently, like, of the the Bayern lure, and like, are they going to mm-hmm. try to come after him? And I, I think they've probably tried a couple times, uh, uh, if not like officially, like they've definitely, I think, tried. And and every time that's come out, I've always seen something else from Kobel, uh, if not him directly, like, but some outlets reporting he's like ready to sign a new deal at Dortmund, loves Dortmund. Like he's always there confirming. Um, right. I hope he doesn't betray us ever, but I, I feel like he's here for good. And he, he, yeah, he loves this club. And I did. Um, so I already mentioned it. If you're new to the show, we appreciate you hanging out, listening. Carver and I are from St. Louis, although this is a strictly Dortmund podcast. Uh, we're not going to talk about St. Louis, but I, I did want to, even though we do sometimes, <laughs> but well, I'm going to talk about this. I mean, it's, it's Dortmund related. Cause I want to talk about Berkey for a quick second, because over the weekend he did have a, a good match with some really big saves. And there was a tweet saying something along the lines of, Oh, Berkey's incredible. I hope Dortmund are happy with the guy they replaced him with. And I just like, I couldn't help but laugh. Like I, I laughed a lot. Um, but I, looking at it from a St. Louis perspective and a Dortmund perspective, like it makes me very happy. I'm like, one, you're an idiot and you don't, you don't know who Kobel is at all. Yeah. They've clearly never seen him play. And I'm, I'm very happy that Berkey is happy and performing amazing. Um, but I'm equally happy with Kobel. Right. Like just incredible. So, right. Right. Uh, a few more things here for this, for this second half. Eddie Yemi comes on. The decision making in our attack does not get much better, unfortunately. Again, it's directionless as a collective, front to back. Also, second to pretty much every single ball, too, which um, I don't know. I think that's just more like maybe a lack of motivation. Also, a lack of fitness, too. I mean, you can you can argue that Cologne looked the more fit side in this game, especially after the 65th, 70th minute. We looked gassed. And it's a bit surprising given how um you know, we had a pretty decent preseason. We had a lot of rotation as well. You'd expect this team to be a little bit more up for the challenge. But again, Clone just, they're not afraid to uh, go against these bigger sides. You know, they don't back down and, and you can only respect them for that. Um, oh, last thing I want to say here too. First game back. First game of this season. And we're already playing Hazard at left back. Already. Benzabayani picks up a knock, serious or not, probably precautionary. We don't have a single left back to come in for him. Oh, that's, you know, it's because Rearson was already at right back and then Rearson came off and Volf. Whatever. Three fallbacks for two positions is not enough. And the fact that 
what I don't know how legit these rumors are, but the rumors that have been circulating in the last several days of Dortmund are looking at another striker, looking at another striker, we need another attacker. What the hell is the board watching when they watch this team? Are you are you fucking kidding me? I mean, the fact that also we have also three center backs in this team too. Again, three competitions, three players for those two vital positions that we've lacked for several years now in depth. I mean, it is a skeleton crew out there. And we're expecting Hazard to do what? Do what exactly? Get get assists like Guerrero? He's not Guerrero. Is, is he going to track back and, and be the defender that we need right now? Absolutely not. I mean, he's got a good work rate. Absolutely. But he's not a defender. He's not even close to being a defender. He's not even a wingback. And the he, fact that we're putting him at fullback, bro. Would I, we even say that Hazard is in Dortmund's plans? Because then we try to get rid of him last year and we could only loan him. And now he's, he's back and it looks like yeah. we might need to keep him just yeah, for right. depth. Right. At left at not his position. Right. It's it's comical, bro. The board can only blame themselves for the problems they put themselves in. I mean, this is pitiful. This is embarrassing. The fact that you had all summer to address that issue of we said it for how fucking how many months now, Jake? We, this team needs more depth at the back. It's it's vital. The second one of those center backs goes down, like Schlotterback has been, you know, questionable for a while now. Now you're just relying on Hummels and Sule. Either of them can easily get a knock. You saw in this game, Ben Zabaini come off with about seven, eight minutes left to go before at a time. And you're already just throwing shit at the wall and going like, I don't know, hazard, I guess, as a fullback in a game where we are barely hanging on. And also, let's get this out of the way, clearly did not deserve to win either. I mean, that was, maybe I'm misremembering and there's some other game that's, you know, escaping my mind. But that was hands down the luckiest win I've ever seen Dortmund have in, in the last several years. I mean, we've had games that we scraped by. Don't get me wrong. We've had games that, you know, maybe we didn't have the most deserving result. But there's no <laughs> way we should have won this game. No way. If there was any result I was expecting after the 50th minute, 55th, because, I mean, Cohen came at us right out of the gates in the second half. I thought we were either going to tie or we were going to lose. I mean, Cohen looked the more dangerous side. In pretty much every aspect, besides set pieces, I mean, that was the only weakness they had defensively or offensively. In every other measurable aspect, they were outclassing us. And the fact that we skimmed by on Mullins sliding down and the ball kind of pinching between his feet, somehow curving into the top corner and over their center back or whoever that was. I mean, I didn't, it- even, I didn't even really celebrate. I just kind of shook my head like. <laughs> I mean, I was smiling, but I shook my head of like, what the fuck did this is? <laughs> is this really what it's going to be like? <laughs> I mean, I celebrated. I lost my mind. I went crazy. But yeah, because I was already in just pure like disbelief of how this game was going to end up. I was like already banking on a, a zero zero draw, like just hanging on for hope. Um, going back to the defender and center back and fullback situation. Um, I know we've touched on it, but cool. we touched on it last week, I think, or last episode. That, like Our depth is what well, we had Koulibaly, the young young center back, and is he ready for Dortmund first team? Probably not. We loan him out. Cool. But we have no no plan to like, that is our center back nope. depth, who yep. plays on Dortmund 2, and now that he, he's gone to get some first team minutes, good for him. Let's develop him. Cool. Hopefully he'll come back and be a first team player, but we still need a first team player right now. Right. And then the guy we're linked with, um, Bola Kochap, yeah. Bola Kochap, who I know there were there were some links 
Um, young player, German uh, national from Southampton. Is he like 19 or like he's pretty young? He's 21, if 21. I'm not wrong. I've, Again, also another Bundesliga player too. He spent a season in Bochum and he was pretty solid there too. And kind of fits our profile of what we're needing right now as well. Well, the, the unfortunate news is, I mean, there was the initial links and then nothing, nothing happened. And I heard, um, oh, maybe Dortmund needs to move some guys on before they can bring in. Well, we just moved on Koulibaly. So like, who else do we need to move on? Yeah. I know like Hazard's in there, but he's now depth. Like, how are we really that tight on roster spots I, when we're already yeah. moving guys on? And then, I mean, Mo, Modest is the guy who just disappeared and he's not on the roster anymore. What? For I mean, obvious reasons. I know he only had a one-year contract, but I'm like, we should have some roster spots, right? Like, I feel like we have space, especially to sign a center back. Um, and now, as of a couple hours ago, when we're recording this podcast, he's now being linked to Byron. Of course, uh, when we see a, a player we want, and now we're moving, we're too slow to move on it. Now Byron's going to swoop in and, and get him, which is just fantastic. I, I can't imagine it's a roster spot issue. I mean, we had a handful of departures this year. Um, Nico Schultz finally got him off the payroll. That should be huge. And, you know, because we don't have to pay his ridiculous salary anymore. Remember, it was it was up there, man. And he has been sucking us dry for years now. Like you mentioned, Koulibaly already. Apparently, the club didn't really see a future uh, or have any plans with Namdi Collins, which, you know, I'm not saying he was, you know, he was uh, holding a big spot or anything like that. But he was a body, though. He was a body. And. <laughs> We need center backs right now. We need a center back and we need another fullback. I, I vote left back personally. I'd rather get a second left back rather than a fifth right back. I mean, yeah, I, I get that the players that we have at our disposal for right back are, are definitely not ideal. I understand that. But right now, I don't want Hazard playing at left back. I don't. I think that's laughable. And that's, and that's also anyone who actually fancies that, they should not be surprised whatsoever whenever we're getting losses and, and uh, dropping points left and right, because that's exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, Vatska again, and Summer, and, and that board has no one to blame but themselves if these next eight days go by and we don't sign another defender. Uh, eight days? Hazard at left back. <laughs> Torgan Hazard at left back. I know we've seen him play a wing back role before, but that's completely oh. different. We can't and, play a wing back because we don't have enough center backs to do it. And that's just everyone like guns blazing, push forward. He's not has no defensive responsibilities. Not to mention having three months before that of transfer window. You, we, we didn't, you know, back then, this, whether it be a few months back or before his loan last calendar year, we didn't have time to adjust before that. You had an entire summer to plan for this. And it, it certainly also... You know, I I don't know any of the financials of the club, but there's no way it's also a financial issue either. I mean, mm. lest we forget, Jude Bellingham left this year for over a hundred million. You know, we're not asking for us to sign some insane center back at, at the top of the moment. I mean, it's we're talking Bella Kocet, a championship player. It's not I, a lot. It's it's I we it's we crazy. could we can definitely sign another defender. We've we've had summers where we spent much much more than this too well, i mean this is a summer that we had again benzabayani was on a free i'm not gonna get nemecha again with his ridiculous fee and then he had Savitzer for 20 that's it i mean that 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 is that is it for this summer we have had summers in the past that we have spent much much more 
Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's the complacency, it man. I said I said this since June. The the club has been complacent, even though they know we were this close to glory. They don't care that we could, you know, very well be in that same position again. They they don't care. I think I said it last year too. Hummels, I love him. I think he's still a fantastic defender, but he just got another year older. I said that last year. Like, what if he goes down? And then, of course, like you've seen injuries with, uh, I mean, both Sule and Schlotter back last year. And like, I think we were very, very lucky. Um, that's that's given, another re- given some of the backline we've seen before. With, right. I mean, there's that the infamous one. Um, but like, how how can you skate by and like you said be so close while like skating by and and being lucky and then just being like yeah look cool Hummels is, is another fine. year older but we can go again no big deal you, are, you, already get saw, injured. you already saw in the very first match day of the season that Cologne had a, a direct plan for Hummels like 58 percent of their attacks at least in that first hour came from that right hand side targeting our left hand side I mean I know is Benzabayani pushing up, but they also know Hummels lacks that pace, so they can try to dink it over the top, which thankfully Hummels is very experienced, so he has the, the IQ and, um, to know where he is positionally and be in those, in those good spots to prevent that from happening, those long balls over the top. But that's what teams are going to target, and there are going to be teams with higher quality. There are going to be teams that have better pace, and you bet your ass if, if it's going to be Hummels in that back line, they're going to target that. And Again, no one to blame for the but themselves that they don't have a game plan ready for that because you had so long to prepare for this sort of thing. I mean, the club and its fan base has been asking for years now to be more defensively sound. And have we made strides in the right direction? Tactically, I would argue yes. I want to say personnel-wise, steps. Yeah, small yeah, steps. Small step, <laughs> small. But personnel-wise, I think it's it's, just, it's been. I mean, you had of course the big signs of Schlotterback and Sule, but build on that. Build on that. Remember seeing the signings last year? We're like, this is it. We're moving. And then it's just kind of like slowed down a little bit. Uh, it's anyway. well, I mean, we mentioned this already too. But if we had Haller in that first half of the season, we would have been champions. That's that's not even really a question. I mean, we had to make do with trying to get Modest to be our attacker in the Champions League and, and playing against Bayern and I'm not doubting Mukoko, but at the time he was still up and coming too and figuring out his role and the whole contract situation. I'm not going back into last season, but well, let's move on. We can, uh, in okay, well, I'll ask this real quickly, or I- I'm just gonna put it out there. I still I feel like I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just being optimistic right now, but I, I hope that there is a signing. It wouldn't surprise me if, like, out of nowhere, they announce someone tomorrow i feel like dortmund's done that a couple times where it's just like a really sneaky signing um and they got it done a day quickly. after an embarrassing result too yeah i mean okay i'm just gonna go back one more time when slaughterback gets injured in preseason how do you not just immediately sign a center back right i oh god i know Anyways. and again too whenever things were getting real tight in the season uh, in the spring and we lost i think it was slaughterback too i was like you only have two other center backs here, and we and we we were still in the Pokal at the time too. So let's 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 just look forward to Bochum and PTSD. Yeah, let's, let's look ahead to Bochum and talk about right back depth. Yep, um, Bochum lost five nil to Stuttgart in their first match day. Agent Zagadu, uh, you know, 
respect and uh, can we have him back? Yeah, <laughs> I think I talked a lot of shit on him before, but I'll have him. I'll I'll take him. Yeah, please come back. He's the goat. Um, and every we're week away. I, oh, every, sorry, I'm just interrupting everything. Every week I see a Kanji with Man City. I'm just like, ah. I mean, a Kanji was yeah. He was he was always valued here on like yeah. uh, Zagadu. I think he was Zagadu was kind of memed on for a while now. But anyway, I mean, I did I did talk shit on a Kanji too. Like I oh, was yeah. I was. I did not really care to see him go, but now I'm just like, man, dang it. Must, must be nice. Yeah. Um, we're away at Bochum. Obviously last time, uh, in the, in the league did not pan out that well. I'm imagining Terzik is taking these next few days very seriously to, you know, think of a game plan so we can, um, get a result on the road and, continue this streak going because again even though it was a pretty abysmal performance against clone we still got the three points i get to see felix pass slack uh against us as well um should be a pretty good game another derby with Schalke out of the league now we're gonna have some other you know local rivals to be playing against so some fun matches how are you feeling any predictions um so i'm gonna be optimistic as always after <laughs> after a good 40 I know, the second you said so i'm gonna I no know after a gone. good 40 minutes of ranting but i, I did want to i think one thing maybe you can attribute to the cold match too is as you said for the board but i'm gonna say for the team too complacency and i i wonder if like i, I was having the thoughts if preseason and then the pokal match put us in this like state of complacency because we did have a good preseason. Maybe the guys were like just like riding high. Then you have the Pokal match to where they, they just got a little complacent going into this game. They're at home. They think they're probably just going to come in and, and crush it. And then maybe it was a early on. It's sad that we need a reality check so soon. But maybe, maybe that's what it was. I hope they recognize that they weren't good enough. Uh, that they got lucky. They're very lucky to get three points. And they did not deserve it at all. And I hope that they also remember the, the previous trips to Bochum and how those have went. Because uh, unless I'm misremembering, this could have been a, a title winning game last season, like looking back. Yeah. Um, and, and just the last few years, I mean, it is it has not been that easy by any means. Um, and we've we've lost to them at, uh, excuse me, at Bochum before. We've uh, we've lost to them at home. Hell. Maybe, so, that, maybe they're, they're not. They're yeah. not a, even though they're still, you know, pretty new to this kind of uh, competition and level. I mean, they they definitely bring it to us every time. And uh, going back to the reality checks, I mean, Terzak should have had that months ago. I mean, he mentioned to the media after I forget what friendly it was in, in July when we were just playing those lower division German sides that you know this this these are things that we have to be prepared for whenever we're losing the ball unnecessarily, which against Cologne. We had so many misplaced passes. It was ridiculous. Um, just being our own worst enemy. Terzik said this again back in July. So I'm hoping he's going to be a bit more proactive going forward here and, and build off the momentum that we had in the calendar, excuse me, at the turn of the calendar year. Now, I'm not trying to also be too pessimistic because again, we are unbeaten. Um, I mean, I almost said like this season alone, but we only had a <laughs> unbeaten in the Bundesliga this yeah. year. <laughs> Besides the one game against Bayern is what I was going to say in, in the spring. We were still unbeaten in the Bundesliga since November of last year, but it, it can be better. It can be much, much better. You have a score prediction. I'm going to go two one us. 
I, w- I think I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna score early, and then we're gonna be a bit slow for a bit. Bochum are gonna get back in it, and then we're gonna get a relatively not super late, but relatively late winner. I was going with two one also. Um, I I think again. I I hope everything that I hoped before. Like I I, ho- I hope that too. I think it is gonna be a tough gritty game. Uh, but I think we'll be able to plot the win. So two one on the road. Uh, Bochum Saturday nine thirty a.m. Eastern time on ESPN Plus. Um, if you need people to watch the game with, we suggest and encourage you to uh, check out Dortmund su- supporters group, supporters club in your area. We've got a link, the website that has I think most of, if not all, the uh, official Dortmund supporters cl- uh, groups. So make sure you check that out in the description of this episode. And speaking of, shout out to BVB Orlando, all the Dortmund fans in Orlando. I don't know if they're meeting this weekend or not, but I will be in Orlando on Saturday. So if they are, I'm going to try to link up with them um, and go watch the Boca match and hopefully be, be happy about it. But uh, that's my plan. I haven't reached out to them yet. So this is, uh, if they're listening, hit me up, guys. <laughs> or check your DMs because I'll be hit, hitting you up and, and hopefully meeting with those guys. And BVB Cuba, check your DMs too. We'll get in contact about the hat. So, yes. Thanks again uh, to everyone who entered the contest. Followed us on Instagram, Twitter, followed Official League. Uh, gave us the reviews mm-hmm. on Spotify and Apple. Even though there's not a contest related at the moment, you can still do that. That'd be really nice. We'd really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, the reviews don't end there. <laughs> just do it. Just At least do it the good anyways. ones. It's fine. And then, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. We will be back next week. Uh, recapping Bochum and getting ready for the next match with Dortmund. We're back. We're back. And we'll see you later.